You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, so we are thinking church. We're just, you know, rethinking uh, church and what it's about. And one of the key things I feel, you know, we are to take from it is that when you are saved, we are all saved individually. Nobody is saved together. Just like childbirth. Even if they are triplets, there will be one that is first, second, and third. Am I right? Uh-huh. So even though they are twins, there is a senior one. The difference might be seconds. The difference might be minutes. The same way in salvation. Nobody is saved together with any other person. But after you have been saved, you're saved into a family. Praise the Lord. So salvation is individual. But the maturity and the life of faith is together. Praise the Lord. It's important to understand that so that we can, you know, understand when some things are said. I'm running my race, yes. But this race I'm running, there are other people running it, what? With me. And when they're going to uh, uh, do the, uh, the examination, just like in swimming or even in track, if you're swimming and your hand gets into the side, the lane of the other person, even if you're coming first, you know what happens? You're disqualified you can't your hand can't cross over okay you might be the first so we're running this race alone but it's in a family that we've been planted to run this race so when we come into the family we are now mindful of the co-runners in the race praise the lord okay so it's anniversary and the theme for our anniversary is taken from numbers 14 24 someone can put it for us you can put it the living bible Okay, let's start from New King James. Numbers 14, 24. But my servant, Caleb, yes, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Praise the Lord. The church is that vessel, that family, that body, that organization that God has called out. The called out people. But we are not called out to hang. We are called out to be brought into. Praise the Lord. So the church are people who have come out. Part of what we read on Sunday is that Peter's answer. I say be saved from this perverse generation. So there is a saving from a generation. Praise the Lord. We are no longer in the world. Okay. We are no longer in the system of the world. We have been called to become citizens of heaven. We have called to become the people of God. We were not people of God before, but we've been saved and now saved into being what? The people of God. Let's see the other translations just to help us. The Living Bible, Message NLT, if you have a read for us. Anybody there? Yes, read. Yeah, anyone? Yeah. Yes, please. But my servant Caleb, yes, he has a different attitude. Yes. Than other. Okay? He has remained loyal to me. Okay? Praise the Lord. He said, My servant Caleb has what? A different attitude. Have you been in situations where you felt this was a normal thing to do? We are no longer in the normal group. The church is called out. We've said it here, you know, several times that part of the problem. We have suffered as a church lately, not just in Nigeria, worldwide, is that the church began to be as similar to the world as possible. As we're going to see when we revisit our text of Sunday, the Bible says in that text, maybe I'll just go to it So It says in that text something very interesting. It says, verse 47 of Acts chapter 2, but it says, praising God and having favor with other people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. The beauty and the attraction of the church is not by being similar to the world. It's by being different from the world. It's that distinction that brings respect to us. That brings honor. Praise the Lord. 
But if care is not taken, we will think that we look more like the world. You know, a time came where we know when church music was very boring, okay? You know, it was dry. You couldn't do a lot with it, okay? We know how we don't really enjoy the hymns and sometimes some of them don't even have rhythm and anything, okay? And a time came when we started adding instruments and all nice things to it. To the time now that anybody can put anything together and just add a bit of hallelujah or glory and call it church music. Now, what has happened now is this. As a young Christian, part of the things that helped me build my prayer life and my, you know, devotion to God was just putting gospel music. And they will sing things that are relevant. They will sing things that your spirit is singing. But now, if you're not careful, you will play music that is gospel. And your spirit can't get anything from there. You might be nodding, your hand might be shaking. But there is no spirit to spirit. There is no communication. Praise the Lord. Why? Because we have tried to capture the way the world does it. And we have lost the way we should do it. There is nothing wrong with beats. All beats are usable. But the message must never be lost in any music. Praise the Lord. It says Caleb had a different attitude. The truth is this. If you're going to matter as a Christian, you must understand this. When Daniel was put in Babylon, he was not in a competition, in a race to be as Babylonian as possible. Rather, he was what? He was making sure that he was what? As Jewish as possible. And that was what made him to be separate. That made him to become ten times better. Praise the Lord. That's what the church is about. Can we have message now? But my servant Caleb, this is what? A different story. We must, we can stop there, yes. This is a different story. So, I don't know why my life is like this. I don't know why my case is different. You are a Christian. Hallelujah. You're a Christian. Today at the Lunch Hour Fellowship, we're looking at Joseph. His case was different. He was the one that the father loved most, but he was the one that became a, a houseboy. His brothers that the father didn't love were not houseboys. They remained at Jebotas till the end, but they remained irrelevant, except by Joseph could they be preserved. This is a different story. I don't know why my own this thing. It's because you have been called out. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's see the living Bible. Thank you very much. It says, but my servant Caleb is what? A different kind of... We're, we're looking at this thing so that you understand church. And you begin to see why some things that we have accepted and taken as normal shouldn't be normal. So with this understanding, you see why... Testimony in church does not always have to be, I bought a car. There's nothing wrong with buying a car, but that's testimony everywhere. Praise the Lord. I built a house. I married a wife. I had children. These are things that are common to the world. You understand what I mean? So if we gather as church, and these are the things that we also make as our goal and celebrate, then what is the difference between our gathering and... Um, Nuruddin society praise the lord you watch the adverts of the banks what do they show you they show you the tailor that is sharing testimony how the bank gave them money Abby. they show you the trader that said this thing so if that is all we share then we are not different because the main thing that god is saying there is this let, let me read this through now it says but my servant caleb is a different kind of man it is necessary to have that different mindset to follow God. And it's God that will lead you to where you will enter into good success. Praise the Lord. Because why the Spirit of God says that, you know, uh, um, the Hebrews have a saying, um, and I think maybe they miss that one a bit. They said, Kemdichi is not a good name. So you're not having a different spirit just for your own to be different. No, you're having a different spirit so that you can follow him fully. And why are you following him fully? So that you can enter into what he has. You see, you must picture this journey. And to help us picture this journey is this. We are on a path that we have an enemy. Okay, let, let me just have two people. Please, one person here. Okay? And then one person just, just come from here. So, 
this person here, okay, is representing the church. And this person here, you're not um, Lucifer, okay? But you're handsome, so who knows? <laughs> you're not. <laughs> so Lucifer was in the presence of God. And he's lost that position and has been cast out of the presence of God. Now man is being brought back. Okay? So the church is on a journey coming to God. Now this person, this my brother now, not Lucifer, is representing now going from this direction. He knows the beauty. He knows the excellence. He knows all the wonderful things that are here. Okay? And he's lost it. Now he's looking at these people who have also made as much mistake as he did. But they are given an opportunity to come back. So as he's going, do you think if he sees this person on the road, he'll tell him, ride on? What's he going to be doing to him? He's going to be doing anything to keep him. He will hug him. He will kiss him. He will do anything for you. Just make sure that you don't go there because he knows that what is there is so good. He's missing it. And we've learned that misery loves company. I get in now. So the church must understand that what we are going for, somebody is out to keep us from getting it. It's not on the surface. The arguments against, like we learned on, thank you, sir, you may take your seats. God bless you. Like we learned on Sunday, the fellowship, why, have you asked yourself, why is it that Christian fellowship is resisted? Why? Why is it resisted? Because the enemy knows what can be gotten out of it. He knows what you can benefit from it. Anything beneficial, the devil is fighting it. That's what we understand. So we have this attitude. So when people make arguments to you and tell you, ah, no, yeah, they don't do this. So ask why. Praise the Lord. Ask why. They say it's popular opinion. Why is popular opinion popular? Because the devil is deceiving the world. It's not popular because it's the wisest thing to do. Praise the Lord, somebody. So that is at the back of what we are learning. The church is different. And even amongst the so-called uh, Christian environment, if you're not careful, you can also be led astray. Because you see, the pool of majority, we are human beings, we are social beings. Praise the Lord. The pool of majority can confuse you. The pool of where everybody is. Ah, you know, uh, uh, sometimes we, we, we travel outside the country, you go to um, what is the food court. And the tendency, most of us do, you know, my wife will say, let's go there. See, they have queue. You haven't tasted their food, though. But, you know, there are 10 restaurants selling food. And then this one has 12 people queued up. The other one looks like what you like. But nobody's queuing up there. What do we do? We go and queue up behind the 12, isn't it? Not knowing that the 12 that are before you queued up because they saw 12. Do you understand? And then another person sees you and queues up. And then the best, <laughs> oh, Lord, help us human beings. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the way we are configured. That's why we have to have a different attitude. We have to ask, what is the Spirit of God saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the church, we are called out. We are different. You know, we have a different attitude. We don't expect for the world to agree with us. No, we, are not called, we, we don't have the same job. We have a king you know, who is Jesus, they are themselves their own kings. That's another very important thing we understand here. The church is the body of Christ. So the church, as we gather now, there is no head. That's why when we say, you know, I'm careful the way people try to give honor to me because I'm the pastor here. Do you understand? Because we are all the body of Christ. We are all members of his body. The church Always, even if we are three gathered, the head is Christ. Is somebody getting in there? I might be leading the home church, but the head is Christ. I might be leading that department, but the head truly is Christ. So I'm head of department, I'm pastor of the church, but I'm not head of the church. The Christ is the head of his church and the savior of the body. Now what I mean is this, there can be no superstar in the church apart from Christ. But do you know the problem? It doesn't work with the world. The world likes to see. The children of Israel said to Samuel, give us a king like the other nations. You see, it's men that make men to do things. 
After service now, you know, all of us will be struggling for a way to go from here. But that's what happens. That's why some of you, when you have need, you can't come and say, Pastor, pray for me. Because this pastor, you're touching him all the time. But if after service, they quickly rush me to the back. And then there are people with chests like this, they prevent you from coming. They say, unless that man prays for me, my problem will not be solved. You see, you are still in the world system. Do you understand? That's why I'm teaching what church is. That's what appeals to the world. And that's the way the world works. Have you ever gone for a musical show and the musician comes in from you? No, no. They have to bring him in and they make some noise. All of that is so that the 5000 you pay to watch the show, you will feel like you earned something. But where we are now, the price has been paid by Jesus. And what he paid for, $5 million can pay. $5 trillion can pay. The blood has been shed. Do you understand? So there is no pasmaga or whatever. That is not necessary again. Freely you have received freely what? There is only one head. I'm trying to help you. Maybe, I'm sure you already know this, but it's our anniversary. So let's take. There is only one head in the church. No bishop, no apostle. Nobody is the head of the church. They are all members of the body. Now let me help you to understand this very well. Usain Bolt, that's the closest I can get. Usain Bolt is what? An athlete. He's a sprinter, right? So what does he sprint with? He sprints with his legs. Now, Usain Bolt's legs are so valuable. That's what he uses to win all the medals. Have they put a medal on his leg? Where is the medal? No matter what happens in the body, glory must be to the head alone. Do you understand? I play tennis, I play tennis with my hand, Abby. When I win, let, let them be putting pictures of my hand. And say, this hand is too much. They just snap the picture. Who gets the glory? The head. Christ is the head of the church. So, anywhere you see where Christ is not exalted. The, you know, I, I was reading somewhere. I don't know if it's true. But I think it's true. That's part of why we don't do, you know, testimonies and all of that here all the time. Is that somebody said that he was in a church. A member of the church. And wanted to share testimony. And after, you know, they, they interviewed the people. And then they shortlist. So, this person, when they shortlisted, they didn't choose the person. And the person was like, why didn't you say, ah. The man of God didn't lay hands on you. He didn't buy a book. He didn't uh, use handkerchief. There is nothing in your testimony that identified with the house. I get it. Now, the truth is that the motivation for a lot of those testimonies is to honor, to highlight so that, you know, see, why you and I need to be free is that the world needs you and I to be sold to them. And the church needs us to be sold to them. I was telling my wife today that the problem we have, because now, now, for some of us, this is midweek, so you can actually hear it. We have a, a, a challenge here now, that when people come to this church, because we don't disturb people about money, they think that we are kicking money around. Now, if you attended churches where every service, they take prophet's offering, you're laughing. Have you given prophet's offering? So you don't want to tap into the anointing of the man of God. Hmm? First fruit. Um, embalmment offering eh? keep the devil out offering all kinds of offerings if they did it here the way people imagine and come and ask do you know here people have house rent issues not workers nothing come and ask church for money and if you don't give them they're angry because when they sit down they say these people are not asking for money they must have money hey see the way mom she they shine ah. see even that one we sit down behind them see us in here they shine the money plenty here. The reason is because you're not doing it the way others do it. The people who are asking for this money, they have too much. But they keep asking. So because they keep asking, they've already put you, they say the best form of defense is attack. So every time you come, you can't even open your mouth. Because you have not given prophet suffering for the past three days. So how can you even think of asking for help? But we have a different attitude, different spirit. So nobody does that. Okay, but if the people don't have understanding, they are carried away. The church is the body of Christ. Christ is the head. And the spirit that should be at work in the church is the spirit of Christ. There's something I found today is not in line with what I'm teaching, but I'll mention it to you. Do you know that one of the few places our Lord Jesus Christ said you should come and learn of him? Now, imagine the son of God. He came on the earth. He did all that he did. Do you know all the things we could learn from him? 
I could learn to turn water into wine. It would be a good business. You know, I'm an able man, you know. <laughs> Zuki wine, direct from water. <laughs> you turn all you over. <laughs> you understand? Eh? <laughs> you know, all the things we could, he could tell us to come and learn. Come and learn to walk on water. He didn't do any conference on that. You know what he said? He said, learn of me. For what? My yoke is easy. What did he want us to learn from? He wanted us to learn meekness. He said, learn of me, for I am meek. He wants you to learn meekness from him. Not how to turn water into wine. Not how to walk on water. Praise the Lord. That's the spirit of Christ. He says, learn, because you know why? The only spirit that is me, I've told us here, they didn't remove the capacity of Satan to walk signs and wonders. But you know what he can do? Satan cannot be meek. Satan cannot be humble. It's impossible. He must be proud. Even if he's poor, he'll be proud. Even if he's asking for help. Have I told you the story here? Someone came to Monchi and asked for money. Monchi gave the person, beg go. I beg, give me. He gave the person, now counted it. In front of her. <laughs> to be sure that this money I begged you, you gave me complete. Right, what are you talking? I am meek and lowly. Listen, the spirit of self-promotion that is so popular in the church now is not of Christ. Let me explain to you why you don't see some things there. Because every time they want to do something, they say, I say, can't you put the Father's church? They say, no, people don't like that. They want to see your name. I say, no, I don't matter. Do you understand? The spirit of self-promotion that is in the church is not of Christ. Do you know there are only three, Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. None of them promotes themselves. The only time you see Christ being exalted, it will be the Spirit talking. When Christ is speaking, he's exalting the Father. And this is God though. Then we flesh until I appear. The anointing that is on me, (laughs) I release it to you. (laughs) No, we we can laugh. We can laugh. The challenge is that the thing is working, Abby. You know why? Because if the Bible says deep calls to deep, then shallow will call to shallow. The challenge is where the deep begin to envy the shallow. Where you know that your spirit has heard, but your eye is looking. You're hearing God is with you here, but you're not, nobody has fallen. You know, no, nobody is shaking. Am I sure God is here? But God has already touched you. Praise the Lord. I want to believe that everyone who came out for healing on Sunday will receive their healing because God healed. Thank God for the young man that lives with us. You know, he was having this constant headache. I asked him, he's been healed. Okay? But it's so easy to think that until there are people manifesting and turning, that's where the power of God... Who said so? Naaman with his, you know, born with, follow, come, leprosy. They said to Naaman, Go and dip in the Jordan River seven times. Now look at the process. He said the wisdom of God. If they say go, take the water, throw it up, hit it with your head. It will be dramatic. He's dipping. He didn't know which deep. You know, there's no mirror there. He's dipping. It's when he came out that, ah, everybody say, look. So at which point did it happen? Just obedience. God is not into the spectacular business. He's into supernatural. He's into spiritual. I get what I'm saying. That's the different spirit you need to catch going forward. Are you with me? It's, listen, drama, drama department. Eh? The devil can do drama. It was uh, uh, um, Dr. Andy that was telling us how he went to a church in South Africa. The service starts by 10 or 9. By 5, they're still there. And they are discussing with the devil. Entertainment. He said, I'm not going. He said, go. He said, I went before. See, all that drama is not a proof of the presence of God. What's for? Listen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God have mercy. Testimony. Eh? There's no greater testimony. Jesus lived 30 years. The only thing we knew within those 30 years was that at 12 years, he went to the temple and he was teaching the, uh, Mary and uh, Joseph. They thought he was in the company. They left. They came back and they found him. And he went with him and was subject to them until these 30 years. 
Do you know the testimony that for 30 years he lived and the prince of this world could not accuse him of one thing? That is power. And in the fullness of the 30 years, the father appeared and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That is power. That is supernatural. I get what I'm saying. Now, what I'm trying to say is this. It's not until they break your head and then God heals you that God is showing himself in your life. That is keeping you, you go. I don't know, there's a video that is making rounds now about a, 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 a Catholic priest that was driving to church. How many of us have seen the video? You've seen that video. Do you know how many of that that happens? There is no CCTV in Nigeria. They have not shown you the CCTVs of the deliverance God delivered you from. Until the one that will caught and then uncaught. You say, ah, it was the mantle, the man of God. Now the water where I buy from church, now that water do I'm. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not spectacular that is supernatural. It's not. You see, may we know God. Lord, may we know you. If you have been close to somebody who has real power, they are calm, they are relaxed. Do you understand? God is almighty. God is not in competition with anybody. He's alpha, he's omega. He's beginning, he's the end. At the end of the day, only his will will be done. It can be his will that pleases him or his will that he enforces. Do you know that? At the end of the day, the devil's will can never be done. If his will is done, it means he has become God. So he might do whatever I do, but at the end of the day, it's God's final authority that will stamp it and say, yes, this is what I want. But the privilege you and I are given is to do the pleasing will. You have two children. You give them instruction. And say, okay, I'm going out to do this. This person do this. You give them the different chores to do. When you come back and they've done it, you're pleased, isn't it? The next stage is you go into this phase two, Abby. Maybe reward them or whatever. Okay, you have two children and you go out and tell them this is what you're to do. One person does it, the other person does it. When you come back, the person who didn't do it, has he overthrown you? He watched TV the whole day. He didn't do what he was to do. He will enter phase two. Do you understand? Plan B of your will, isn't it? That he watched TV does not mean he has resisted your will. He has only made life more difficult for himself. The one who did your will, you will reward. The one who didn't do your will, what do you do? You discipline. So at the end of the day, that person didn't get his will. He was just deceived. But he wasn't pleasing to you because it's not your pleasure to discipline him. It was your pleasure that you will obey me and I'll reward you. A different spirit. So the church is Jesus as head, we as the body, members of the body. And we can describe the church as a gathering of believers who know their gifts, who love one another, and who minister their gifts to each other. You know, part of what we rent on Sunday that we didn't dwell on, still under fellowship, was verse 44 where it says, All who believed were together and had all things in common. And sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. You know, whenever this part of, you know, scripture is read, people immediately think about, yes, this person that has, uh, you know, three shoes. He hasn't given me that, has only slippers and all of that. Very true, very true. But as we want to look at it, we're going to see that there's a spirit at which this is communicating. Because if you read to the two verses, uh, two chapters next, we find the case of uh, Acts chapter 5. Where we see Ananias and Sapphira. How many of us know Ananias and Sapphira? Now, what happened was that before Acts chapter 5, Barnabas sold his land, right? And brought the proceeds to the apostles' feet and donated it to church, right? Now, after that was done, everybody clapped for Barnabas. They were saying, ah, Barnabas is a wonderful person. Number one, it meant that it wasn't everybody and it was not compelled. The second thing is that Ananias and Sapphira themselves, having land, also what? Went and sold it. And when they sold it, they brought the proceeds of the land to the apostle. The problem that took place there was that they said this was all the proceeds of the land. There was no injunction in the church. There was no command from the church. Everybody here who has land, go and sell it and bring the money. Nobody said that. People were moving as they were led by the Spirit. So when Ananias and Sapphira brought theirs, the problem 
the apostle had with them was, this land is yours. Before it was sold, it's yours. After it was sold, what? It is after it was, it didn't say you kept back church money. Their offense was what? Lying against the spirit. It was not having or not having. You know, recently I, I was reminded that how many of us know Bill Clinton, former president of the USA? You know, Clinton was not harassed. Okay, no, no, they impeached him, but they didn't remove him. Yes, you know, America has funny ways of doing things. Uh, he was impeached, but he was not. Um, okay. So, do you know why he was impeached? Not because he had an affair with uh, Lewinsky. Eh? You know why he was impeached? Because he lied under oath. If they asked him the question, say, yeah, I did it. I'm Bill Clinton, man. This me. It will be end of discussion. It will just be immoral. They will just say this man, you know, has low moral character. It will be end. But why he was impeached was that they, he, they asked him, he said, no, I, he, did, I, he didn't do it. And then after he agreed, he did it. He said, hey, there's an offense. And Ananas and Sapphira's offense was not that they kept back money. or that they, It was that they brought percentage and said it was 100%. Now, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that in this church at this time, there were people who were sharing and doing all of that. There were some people who couldn't connect with it. Why? Because their spirit was wrong. There was something yet wrong inside of them. Are you with me? Now, for today's church, let me share with you what it is. Come with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Just bear with me, sir. I'll read from verse 1 and um, I'll try not... Take, we, we read verse 7 on Sunday, but I'll just give a bit of background. Ephesians 4 1, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Verse 4. Look at it. It says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord. One faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. This will help us understand mutual submission. Praise the Lord. Nobody is without the Spirit. But for order and for procedure, people head others. I'm not the pastor because I am better than anybody. It's just for order. And you obey me so that we can be organized. Praise the Lord. You remember when Jesus wanted to feed the multitude? What did he say? He said, make them sit down in 50s. It was for order because you know that if you wanted to share food in a place, if there is orderliness, the food will go around easier. If there is this orderliness, the food will never be enough. You understand? So there is order so that God can flow through uh, or through everybody. Okay? Praise God. So it says, one God and Father of all, who is above all, above every one of us, above the senior pastor, above the new person that gave his life to Christ today. And through all, so he's also working through everybody. Praise the Lord. When this wrist was, you know, still harassing me, I didn't have as Pastor Lord, I met Pastor Lord one, that morning I told you to pray for me. Was, I thought the thing had gone. I don't know what happened. He came back. I said, he's an anointed man. I said, pray for me. Praise the Lord. Now, and I knew that from then, he, was, he couldn't rest. He had been praying for that rest. Now, I was in prayer meeting. Our young sister, what's her name again? Valerie. You know, came and grabbed the hand and prayed again. Now, I don't know which of the prayers I also was praying. My wife, everybody was praying. But all those prayers were necessary. I get what I'm saying. It says, this God is above all and through how many? Not through some people. Through all. Several times, at that Dr. Kornosov will call me and say, pray for me. His um, 60th birthday. He said, I came. You know, I think then, I didn't even know it was his birthday. I came. He said, I came. It's my 60th birthday. Pray for me. Ah, Amy, Amy, Amy. <laughs> Do you understand? I was scared. But, but it's revelation. You know, some of us, you know, these days, these days, you know, when it's people's birthdays, they must go and fetch somebody from far. Who will come and prophesy to them by 6 a.m. with communion service? The thing separating Christians from Ibuafa is not much. <laughs> Do you understand, Ibu? A lot of us have, we have not been delivered from traditional religion. You know, 
people just want something that is somehow. Before they can feed, there's a move. They want to, you know, remove shoe. Do like this. Do like that. So they can feel. This God is above all. Through all. And how? In you all. So you can pray for me. You pray for me. I pray for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, no matter who prays, it's only God that answers prayers. So if you fetch the person from Sierra Leone and join another one from Gabon and mix them all up, it's only God that can answer. But you see, we don't have a different attitude. We want to move with feelings. We want to say, hey, do you know who came? That's why we're not calling anybody. You are the ones that will preach. One God above all, through all, and in you all. Praise the Lord. Somebody say redefining church. Seven goes on. It says, but to each one of us, not to each one of the pastors, to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to... Now, this he ascended, what does he mean by that? He also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might feel all things. Now, this is where it gets interesting. So, 11 says, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. He gave some so that they can occupy and carry it around and hang their shoulders. No, he gave some so that they will equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Read 13 for me. 11 says he himself gave some, right? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And then 13 says what? Who are the people coming? Okay, so the prophet is not going to be examined as prophet. The apostle, when they are entering heaven, okay? Amen. You look like an, an apostle. Come. When they are entering heaven and they are checking records, the way you live, when you come, you say, please, you take to danger. Hey, please, where, where is the line for apostles? I'm not with them. They'll tell you now, nah, come back here. Because they said, till we, how many? So the apostle, in spite of his gifting, has to come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the man. That, this standard is for everybody, no matter the anointing. You see? <laughs> Hallelujah. The anointing is like them giving you communica for marketing. So when we are going, you enter the communica. And those days, I mean, depending on your level, you go marketing with the communica, go marketing. When it's time to go home, you pack the car. <laughs> Prophet, yes. But that is not the measure of the stature of Christ. Apostle, yes. You see, if you want a proof of this, eh? if there is any prophet or apostle you know, and you can get close, go to their house. See whether the man is prophetically. Apostolically. See whether he's pounded there and when he looks at you and then pounded there and will enter. All of that is for service. You know, but some people have tried to. So when you even see them in normal situations, the way they talk, bless you. They want to now take the company car home. It's not working. Do you understand? You're a man. It says all of us now, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of oh lord have mercy hallelujah jesus said this is eternal life that what you may this is what god wants that you may know him the only true god and jesus christ the son you know this was some personal question god was god says i'm more interested in you knowing me than you being happy with me i mean with the type of power god has did you sit back sometimes and think with the type of power God has, with some of the threats we have threatened him, if he were not God, why wouldn't he have answered the way? But God is not interested in you saying, hallelujah, he's wonderful. He wants you to know him. Till we all come into prosperity. No. 
till we all come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge. So you're passing through things now that God wants you to know him, not to have something. He has the power. What he has assured you is that you will not be tempted. He says, I will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can. To know him. <laughs> to know him. Something that in future you say, ah, you know that you know God. Because you saw him. Our brother sharing that, you know, the launch of fellowship, the scripture that was just, it says that after you may have suffered a while, he will perfect you. Establish you. Strengthen you and do what? Settle you. It says, let patience have its full work, that you may be mature, complete, not lacking anything. God is not desperate to bring you out so you can say he's nice. God is not nice. God is God. God is good. God is just. God is faithful. God is dependable. But nice, no. Nice things have no direction. A nice friend, your dress is not looking nice. How is it? They're nice. They say it's nice. And then you can come back and say, I really regret wearing this. They say it's true. They're nice because whatever you say, the nice person has to nice it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. So it says, till we all come to the youth, all of us. You know, some of us have really had experiences and been discouraged by, you know, our interactions with people and all of that that we thought were high up. It's because you didn't understand that the prophet is a child of God. The apostle, and for ourselves also. I told us here how I was listening to an interview by Wole Shoinke. And the interviewer was saying, but it was as though when they gave you the, the Nobel Prize, you weren't as excited as people thought you would be. He said yes, that he was being careful not to become a Nobel Prize winner. That he was careful to remain Wole Shoinke. And notice amongst a lot of people that have heard that, He's still a bit relevant. I mean, we pray for his salvation. But his wisdom, his wisdom. Some of us have worked in offices, you know, where the boss, if he reminds himself that this boss ship won't go home with you, people have entered into depression because they lost a job. Why should you enter into depression because you lost a job that you got? Did you forget resumption date? Do you understand? You got a job. You entered this office in 1977, in 2000 and something. They, you know, they well, ceremoniously on ceremony. Why should you feel so bad? It's because you lost who you were and thought this was you. It's not you. You is different. Praise the Lord. The child of God keeps remembering, no matter what God is doing with me, I am a sinner saved by grace. That's why the apostle Paul will keep speaking. He says, I'm the least Worthy of this grace. That God will count me faithful. Putting me in the ministry. At the time he was saying this. He was a great apostle. He could have been saying the anointing I carry. This type of anointing. And they are telling stories. How they cross seven seas and seven mountains. To be able to carry this anointing. So that when you see them. You will be in awe. And then when they pray for you. You have faith. And then they have to make ugly face. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. 14 is there to tell us. This is talking about church people, isn't it? You know, sometimes I sit back and I say, but who, who should buy that? Multitudes are buying it. There are things you shouldn't buy into. But this is what they say. If you don't grow, if you don't come into the unity of the faith, know what this faith is about. You're going to be tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine. One of the doctrines that is a problem in the church today is the doctrine of destiny helper. Where do you get that from? From the Bible. And it's so popular. My destiny helper. What? Your destiny helper is the Holy Spirit. Do you know how you set people up? Imagine a young lady now senses that this man is his destiny helper. If the man starts behaving, can she say no? When she's been praying for the destiny helper to come. Once she contacts him, whatever is happening is destiny. And that is about being helped. What nonsense. Christians, 
You know, I mean, at a lower level is the worship of months and days and all of that. There's nothing about ember. There's nothing about that. In Christ Jesus, all of those things have no import, no relevance for whatsoever. All that matters is faith in God. Believe in the faithfulness of God. That's all. He says it's three days. He says November is December. Thank God. You see, these things we're learning now, we're growing, isn't it? Uh-huh. I remember when end of year, I almost want to enter into my stomach and come out. Lord, give me the word. Give me the word. Which word do you want? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. January, what has it changed? All the people that they gave word, you have friends, ask them, what was the word their bishop gave you for? They forgot to. But next January, they'll carry another one. Isn't it? People don't ask themselves questions. They say you go for the release. It's a new month. The devils don't know it's a new month. Their fight is perpetual. Do you understand? There's no referee. This month has ended. Let's start another one. The victory you have is also eternal. The day you get revelation is your new month. Praise the Lord. In fact, the only time there was anything to be like this, said this shall be to you the beginning of month. It wasn't the date. It was what they did. So somebody can decide that today will be my January 1. By a decision you make, no longer to be tossed to and fro. Somebody listening to me, they have been tossed to and fro. Prophet, apostle, prophet. That just win you because you don't have understanding. Volume does not carry weight in the spirit. I can give you one million now, quietly. I can call you out and bring a big, you know that big check? You know those big checks organizations used to give? If I present it to you in front of the church with one million written on it, because of the size of the check, will it become two million? You can't even present that one. That one is for photo ops. And then somebody now quietly transfers one million into you. Is it not the same one million? You want noise. Noise does not transfer to value. God is speaking. Take it by faith. Praise the Lord. The value you're going to get, you don't need somebody to also. In fact, when things are really valuable that are going to happen for you, you don't ask anybody to accompany you. Say, why they come? <laughs> Why is it that when you're to receive from God, you want to go where people are going? It shows you that it's show you're going for. It's when you're going to watch show that I say, now go, they watch the match. When there's something that God wants to speak to you, you don't call, you don't tell friends, ah, let's go and watch this match. No, you go and take it. What's your business whether 50 people came? Ah, if you go there, there are 10,000 people. 10,000 people, can their transport money pay yours? How does it translate to you? Carried about by wind of doctrine. Say the man is anointed, this number of people. What's this guy's name that say people should stop wearing bra and belt? Naramali. He's anointed too. If you measure anointing by followership, how many of us have heard of Naramali? Some people even dropped out of school. He said, no, he's a graduate of Malians. He said people should stop going to school. He has followers. Do you ask yourself questions? You know? So, no longer children, toss to and fro. Somebody praying for you, you take it by faith. You know? Hannah taught us. Hannah was before a publicly known backsliding priest and was able to tap to God. If there was anybody that should have issues of faith, Hannah should have said, This man, your prayer can work. But once the man spoke, Hannah connected to God and God endorsed it. That's maturity. Praise the Lord. So, it says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. We are being told he is the head. Into him who is the head. So, all the growth is still into him. 16, let's read 16 together. From whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working, by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can we have that in NLT, please? And the Living Bible. NLT says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does what? Its own special work. It says, It helps the other parts grow. So that the whole body is healthy and growing 
and full of love. Now, this is where we're going to stop tonight. And I'm going to do this by asking us a simple question. In the society we live in, okay, if someone meets you, okay, and say, um, let's say, um, who can I use that? You say, people will say, if you meet someone, say, so what do you do? Isn't that what people ask? What do you do for a living? Now, what is that question? That question, so you can answer that question by saying, I'm a medical doctor, okay? Or you can answer by saying, I'm a teacher, I'm a farmer, and all of that, okay? What that question is asking you is simply saying, what do you contribute to society? That's all. What area? I mean, that's why I don't, when people answer, I'm a politician. I don't know. Maybe it's a confession. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a looter, you know. I mean, except for the new ones, we are praying that God will install for us. Amen. Okay. But that's what the question is about. So if I'm a teacher, I'm a trader, I'm this, isn't it? Now, the society physically, you know, like that. The church is the same thing. It should be that when we gather as a church, if they ask you, oh, so, so, so what do you do? As a member of the body, you must have an answer. Nobody, you ask that in society. So I just live in the society. Can anybody answer that? The only person that can answer that question that way is somebody that lives in, in agriculture, basic, is in, integrated science. They taught us subsistence living. Where a man lives in a place, farms what he eats, provides, you know, his, builds his house himself, teaches his children himself, isn't it? Now, that man is not living in a society. I get in it now. He's not living in a society. But once you live in a society, there are things you don't do for yourself anymore. You begin to do things that you add to the society. And then the society rewards you with money. With that money, you get the other things. So let's take an example, the doctor. So I'm a medical doctor. Oh, that's what I do. But the medical doctor is wearing clothes. It means that the medical doctor received services of a tailor. The medical doctor is driving a car. It means that the medical doctor received the services of a mechanic. Okay? The medical doctor lives in a place where there is police. It means that the medical doctor benefits from the services of, of the police who provide civil uh, security. The medical doctor lives in a nation where there are soldiers providing national defense. The medical doctor has children. He gets off in the morning, drops his children in school, and goes to practice his medicine, right? His children are being taught by teachers. That's how a society functions. When you come to church, everybody should come supplying what he supplies and then benefiting what, from what every other person supplies. But why the church is the way it is, is that a few people supply and the rest just come and supply nothing. And then you're wondering, why, why is, imagine if the medical doctor decides, for example, let's, let's take it from that angle. The medical doctor decides to make his clothes, decides to teach his children, decides to farm the food he eats. I mean, let's not forget that, right? Decides to provide security for himself. You know there's going to be trouble. Nobody will be happy. That's why in church, we're not operating at the level of joy we should operate. Because a few... The easiest one we can read is monetary. That's why whenever I read it. But it's not all money. I get it mean. It's not all money. Do you know that at every point in time, you are given a grace to minister with? Let's, some time ago we talked about it here. Prayer. Now, one of the things you should know is that if you don't have a job, you have time. Praise the Lord. I say if you don't have a job, you have what? You have plenty of time. Do you use it to remember all the people you're going to show when you hit it? <laughs> when I blow, ah, I will show. But you know you can use that time and stand in the gap for the church. When you do that, you're supplied. And the Bible says, makes us, it said the husbandman is the first partaker. In God's economics, you cannot supply without being paid. The payment may not come from the organization you supply to. That's why God will say, he that gives to the poor, lends to the Lord. And he will not. He's not the poor that will pay you back. 
he will not forget. It says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. But it doesn't say seed time is where the harvest will come from. It doesn't even say when it's going to come from. But you can be assured that anywhere you find yourself, if you're supplying, you'll be paid. And you're to live by supplying. So that's why when our brother said, you know, he's wondering what he supplied. I'm sure what you said is that people assisted you financially. It's not finances that is all of it. Somebody can be at a point where you, you just, you, you, what are you doing? Someone calls you on the phone. How are you? I haven't seen you. The enemy was trying to tell you that nobody cares about you. Just the thought that this person is calling, not to end the conversation with, please, bro, can you send me 5,000? You know, that's the only call some, of, some people make. How are you? I haven't seen you. And then you're thinking for him to drop the phone. He'll now tell you why he hasn't seen you, why he has been looking for you. He's not looking for you as a brother or sister. He's just looking for you. He's been wanting to beg you money, but beg money from you. But he didn't see you, so he called you to ask. This, <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Do you remember him apart from needing money? Do you call the person up and say that? I, is it, so, sometime ago, you know, a, a member of the church sent me a message. I said, how are you, Momichi? You've been so strong in my heart. Are you okay? And we're okay. But just the thought that somebody asked of you, not to ask something, but to ask of you, that's supply. That's supply. You know, we've learned here that it wasn't um, favor that took Joseph to be prime minister. It was working in principles. Joseph had no money in the prison. Joseph had no food to give, but he had care. He said, you look downcast. Do you know that's a supply? This sister, I noticed during praise and worship, the way you sing and dance. Are you okay? Today you really... And then the sister says, no, I'm okay. You have done something. Or she even goes forward and says, yes, um, I have this body and shares. Then you take it up. That's a supply. There's work to be done in God's house. Or is it inviting people to church? It's a work. I think it was a Yodipo that gathered all the unemployed people in his church. And said to them, you employ. Say, resume. Every morning you go about and start inviting people to church. At the end of the month, I give you maybe 5,000, whatever the amount. It's, you cannot be in the house of God and say you don't have something to do. Like when people say nobody loves me. If nobody loves you, love them now. Anybody that makes that statement is not supplying love. Because the Bible answered that one. It says, he that must have friends must what? Show yourself friendly. If you think in your life, there are people that are friends with you that they worked hard. But now you can't even help it. They are your correct friends now. Because they worked hard to be friends. You, you saw you reap. Every day you pass the brother. say, ah, brother, this is your chest, eh? Nakiliwi. Another day you pass, see? This is your Gorimaba. Nakojak. You know, I'm just joking. Anyway, but, but you, you can become friends. He said, this church, when I come, nobody notices me. How many have, did you notice? Not noticing goes with not noticing. It's not just finances. I mean, the financial one is the one we immediately interpret. But do, do you know the goodwill? Do, oh, Lord. There, there are persons that you remember, it just gives you joy. And gifting does not have to be to make the person's life better. Gifting can just be to let you know I love you. I think it was Pastor David that shared one time ago how somebody made him an Ankara shirt. Don't make for me, I don't wear Ankara. He wears Ankara. And he said he, he so touched him that this person thought about him. Because you know, you can say now, nah, somebody said, I got to make you. <laughs> From whom the whole body joined and knit by what every, how many joints? Every joint supplies according to the effect. That's what makes it to become effective. Anywhere you see a situation where people are not maximized is because, you know that principle? There is what is called the 80-20 principle, Abby. Where 80% of the people are doing nothing. 20%. That's the world system. The church system should be everybody supplying in their own graces. 
Do you know that even the finances you bring, if you're bringing it, as you bring it, that business that you're winning, do you know it might be just because you brought finances? Not it might be. That's why. Because God knows your heart for the kingdom. So God knows, hey, this place is getting dry. Who am I going to send it through? They remember that this brother is always open-hearted. They send it to you. It's your supply that they're paying you for. Is somebody getting it? This is God's economy. Part of the reasons I know, part of the reasons I know that I work in the health that I work is because of the ministry I'm ministering to. Many times I'm almost sick, but when I finish ministering here, I don't even remember. I get you what I'm saying. God has a kingdom. We are called citizens of heaven, right? We are his children. This is his family. God wants to answer you. God wants to answer you. And he's going to answer us through one another. So whoever makes himself available becomes equipped further to be that solution. Let's rise on our faith. Lord, I'm available to you. For somebody, you're going to say, take me to another level. Make me the biggest supplier here. Is it ministering in prayer? Is it ministering in kindness? Is it ministering in love? Is it ministering in intercessions? It says, whosoever sees a brother sinning a sin that does not lead to death, let him pray for him. It's not always that you see a sister and say, hey, look at her, look at her, look at her lipstick, look at the way she's walking. You can pray for that sister and make her the next uh, uh, Catherine Kuman or whatever. I get it what we're talking about. It's supply. And they will pay. In this economy, they don't owe. They pay. Lord, I'm available to you. Lord, I'm available to you. You have placed me in this family. I will supply. I will supply. I will care. Tell the Lord, I will love. My gift, my supply is necessary. Some of us have spiritual gifts. Some of us, God has given us dreams and visions and burdens and directions. Lord, I say yes. I will not withhold. Some of us, when people see us leading prayer, when people see us leading worship, backing up, whatever it is, doing our sanctuary cleaning in media, whatever, people are encouraged. There are people in your department that just knowing that they will see you charges them up. And for their sake, God will not allow you to drop. In fact, as I was thinking of this, Pastor Ralph, come. Do you ever fall sick? Come, come. How many of us know Pastor Ralph? Praise the Lord. This man is so, so stable. Do you understand? He's so stable. First guy it you. The other day I was saying, why is he like this? It's because God is, has found, he has made himself available. So the grace of God. Do you understand? The grace of God is sustaining him. Remember, we do nothing without grace. But when we say yes, grace makes itself available. Some of us, today we are saying tomorrow you're up. It's because we are full of excuses. He said, I've set my face like a flint. When you do that, heaven will say, this one can be sick. No provision for darling. Lord, strengthen me. Lord, strengthen us. What about our finances? It breaks your heart to see a need unmet. Lord, here I am. I'm not waiting for my neighbor. Let me tell you, my desire still, it, may, it, it, it hasn't come to pass. Is that a time will come when there's any need in this church? I will meet it before, no, no announcement. What does it take? It just takes for God to put the money in my hands. Lord, this is me. Lord, give me divine revelations. I want to be an intercessor. I want to turn situations round. I want to lift up the bodies of my brethren. I want to uphold this church in prayer. I want to be an encourager. Joseph did it in prison. I want to do it in your church. For somebody says, do the work of an evangelist. Let the father's church know that I, on my own, has brought the largest number of people to church. I've told more people. I've witnessed to more people than anybody. It's a gift. It's a supply. 
Some of us, the way we live now, we don't even see people anymore. But you interact with people. You meet with people. This man is bringing his own from the closet. You're bringing your own from the marketplace. You're bringing your own from the school. Some of us, they've given us attractiveness, beauty, influence, power. Some of us are so intelligent. Listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09 290 9000 or 0703 15 You can find us online at www. Dot the Father's Church Online dot org. God bless you.